Hi, this is The Recovering Perfectionist. I'm Claire Barton and you're in the right place at the right time. If you're starting to feel like some of your perfectionism is really getting in the way of you moving forward, getting started or finishing anything, this is absolutely the right show for you. This is rehab for your perfectionism, baby. So grab yourself a glass of wine or a cuppa and let's get stuck into it. I am here with the beautiful Jasmine Andrews, who is a digital strategist and tech trainer at the WPLounge.com. Um, she's also a certified Evernote community leader, and she's going to tell us all about what the hell that all means. <laughs> so tell us, Jasmine, what does it mean? What, what does it mean when you say you're a digital strategist? And tell us about the Evernote stuff. Who are you? What are you? What do you do? Yeah, very good question. I've been working on this question for many years and I still don't have a good answer. But um, nearest I can tell you is a digital strategist um, comes in many flavours. So what one person does, a digital strategist, and what someone else does could be completely different things. So um, for some people it means like they really focus on the the digital marketing strategy Mm -hmm. for an organisation. And for some other people it's about um, the tools and processes the technology that actually drives the business and makes it work um, and enables you to service your customers in a really awesome, efficient way. Um, And for some people, it's just, um, you know, you you take care of the the, the website and all the bits and pieces that connect into that. And that's kind of how I see myself. It's like I, I do websites based on WordPress because they are awesome and they are so super extensible that you could make it do all kinds of really cool things. Mm. Um, and it can provide a, a platform for the technology that actually drives your business processes. And it also is a fabulous platform for your content marketing strategy. So I sort of go from one end of that to the other. That's yeah. kind of what, what I take care of. Um, cool. And I've been a, a tech geek since uh, I've beginning of time. Yeah, since like back when I remember when I was four, I built a computer out of cardboard boxes. So not actually a real computer, but like I was so obsessed with wanting one. Um, and I'd already had gone through like three microscopes by that stage, and I wanted I built this. I'm like, Mum, I really want a computer. And I think it, it wasn't until I was seven till I actually got one, and I was pretty pretty filthy on that. Like this is the late seventies, so it's not like it is now. Where like my my eighteen month my right. daughter when she was eighteen had her own iPad so yeah totally different generation um and yeah a bit of IT at uni and and stuff like this and yeah. I have been a tech trainer in corporate world for major banks and um insurance companies um business process analysts um way geeky stuff that means like nothing for most <laughs> people so I won't go into it too much but the Evernote community leader stuff is is fairly recent and yeah. that is just um, I have Evernote's blessing to to share the Evernote love with the world and um, provide training, basically, and um, help people to sort of bring it into their life and, and yeah. make their life easier. Awesome. So today, yeah. I guess um, I just want to tell everyone sort of how we know each other and what we've had to do with each other so far. So I think um, probably our, we obviously met online in Facebook groups and that sort of thing. That's sort of how we first knew about each other. Um, I think we were going to do some sort of business planning thing for a couple of months and it didn't quite get there. So now you're doing one of my online programs, which is super awesome. But um, I guess the really sort of interesting thing has been when 
we were chatting online when we were doing that online course that I was sort of really understanding what it was that you do and how you do it and what your expertise is and that sort of thing. And I remember um, one of the first um, messages you sent me, you were like, I've just got to warn you, I'm a really organized person and I'm really into planning. So, you know, like, and I was like, oh my God, she's going to be so much, I'm so amazing and I'm not going to... And it was totally fine. It was absolutely fine. <laughs> and then when we chatted, I was like, wow, she is actually super organized. But there's also this other element of the super technical um, aspect of what you do, obviously. But then when you were talking about it, there was this kind of um, beautiful, like the personal side of it and really wanting to, um, you know, get the most for your clients out of um, out of the process that you were doing for them and all of that sort of thing. And something that really was re- really interesting that happened was, um, and I think I told you this, I had just written down a list of topics that I wanted to talk about on the show. And one of them was indecisiveness. It was quite a long sentence. I was kind of rambling. Indecisiveness should not stop you from taking action on starting blah, 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 or something to that effect. And it kind of rambled a bit with a question mark next to it of who am I going to talk to about this? And then when we were chatting online a few weeks ago, we were talking about all sorts of different things. And your words were, indecisiveness just stops people from doing so much or stops me from doing so much. And I was like, right, well, we have to talk about that. So that's kind of how that's come up, just yeah. so everyone knows the beautiful. There's, this has happened a couple of times um, for a couple of episodes. Yeah. I'm like, I really want to talk about this. And then within a couple of days of me writing it down, um, the universe has provided that person and told me that they've pretty much copied word for word what I've written word down. So it's just you know, manifesting at its best, I suppose, which is gorgeous. So amazing um, synchronicity. It really is, isn't it? Um, serendipity yeah. is kind of the word I'm using at the moment. It just seems like, uh, yeah, which came first, the chicken or the egg? But whichever way, it's kind of happened, and I'm getting to have these gorgeous conversations with people. So today, what we're going to talk about is um, a little bit of um, the tech stuff using things like Asana, Evernote, Google Calendars, Google Docs, and Dropbox, and all of those sorts of things. Um, in um, in ways that they work together, they automate things and they make your life easier in your business, whether you're a startup or whether you're in a more of established business um, and or in your personal life as well. So um, I'm really excited about that. And I guess um, the, the importance of that and the reason that that has kind of um, aligned with the recovering perfectionist is like I just said, Sometimes I think people either get shiny object syndrome and they download and they start using 20 or 30 different Mm -hmm. apps and different programs to try and get organized, which actually does the opposite. And they get really disorganized because they're um, duplicating their processes or duplicating their information. And then they still ending up using like paper, pen and paper, which is fine, but it's just really inefficient. It's just a really inefficient way of doing things. Um, and whether they're, so that's for like maybe more established businesses. And then there's the new businesses who, or the people are thinking about getting into business. Um, and they are a bit like, oh, I don't really know where to start or I don't, you know, there's so much when you start sort of dipping your toe in the online business world, especially for service-based businesses, there is just so much to take in Mm -hmm. and so many options and everyone's using different things, um, and all of that sort of thing. So I'm really excited to get your, um, ideas. So when we talked about this a few weeks ago, you were like, yeah, you can run an online course using Asana. And I'm like, what? And my head exploded. And then we booked in so that we could have a proper talk about it because <laughs> I'm really interested. Mm-hmm. In um, so yeah, so awesome. I guess um, maybe I'll hand over to you and you can tell us a little bit about how you like to use all of these things together and all of that sort of thing. And um, yeah, we'll just take it from there. Cool. Well, yeah, I'd like to sort of echo your your main sentiments in there by by starting off by saying um, 
the folly of, of seeking tech perfection seems to grab so many people when they're sort of starting up or trying to get their message out there. And it's really sad. You see these people who have got these amazing ideas and these fabulous business concepts or just a message that just really helps so many people well, and they yes, just can't yeah. get it out there because yeah, it's something the world really needs. And they're, they're just going around in circles because they're looking for the perfect tool. Um, and everyone, you know, you, you and I probably both do this as well. You go into a group, a Facebook group and, and ask, Oh, who's, what's everybody using for X, Y, and Z business yeah. process. And everyone's got an opinion <laughs> and nobody agrees and it gets kind of um, a bit evangelical sometimes that people are like, no, this is the tool. I, right. I was told by such and such an internet marketer, this is the tool that you have sure. to use. Yeah. And forget everything else. This is the one. Mm-hmm. And uh, we all get hung up on finding the one. And we don't um, sort of take into account the fact that the one is personal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like finding finding soulmates, not <laughs> like... <laughs> I do all right with my partner, but I think, you know, for a lot of other people, they, he might drive them quite crazy. <laughs> um, yep. There's all personal needs, you know, like everyone has different requirements. So working out what yep. your own requirements are is yep. really important. And there's so many apps and systems and tools that kind of, uh, kind of deliver the same thing, but in a slightly yes. different way. And some people will completely hate one and love the other one and vice versa. And it's really just about the usability and even how, how things look when they're on the computer or when they're on the phone or, you know, everyone runs their business and has slightly different values and slightly different levels of importance for so many different factors. And sometimes the difference, like if you look at something like um, Calendly and Acuity and Satori, for example, they kind of do the same sort of function, but each of them has completely different stuff inside it that does or doesn't match people's businesses as well. So, yeah, I think it's really interesting that there's, there are so many out there to choose from. Even something like Evernote, there's Hackpad and, God, I've probably heard of about five or six different ones and I'm like, isn't, isn't that just the same thing? And Which is fine, but they've obviously got slightly different functionality that appeals to or doesn't appeal to, to certain people. So, anyway... Yes, very true, <laughs> very true. And and some a tool that you might use six months ago um, and hated because it was just a real pain to actually get information in or out of it. Yeah. Um, six months down the track and maybe they've had an injection of um, capital and they've been able to um, hire in some professional user interface designers and it's amazing. Right. And now it's yeah. suddenly like it's a total joy to work with now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you can't write things off forever. Um, you know, things things do evolve and things can go the other way. Things can be awesome and then start really sucking bad a bit later on. Um, and then it's like, <laughs> but I'm totally stuck with this system. I'm so invested. Everything, everything is built. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's so, a bit, yeah, it can be sad. And now I think that's what scares people too. They don't want to have that experience. They don't want to, um, like, I think when testing systems out, like you really need to put in enough data in there to actually perform your your common tasks mm-hmm. to actually know if it does work to support those tasks right so yeah yeah um, which is why I sort of advocate for sticking initially if you're in a startup phase this is really really crucial for you stick with the tried and tested stuff yeah um and the, the apps that we're, we're sort of going to be talking most about today um they're you know they're the juggernauts so they're the big names right. for, for what they what they, they do stay um, yeah but, 
yeah, they're here to stay. There's a really big user base. There's lots of people who use them in all different kinds of ways and they're um, sharing their experiences across blogs and all kinds of places across the internet. So um, if you've got a question about one of these apps, chances are you're not the first person to have had that question. Right. Yeah. And someone else. Someone's already figured out the answer. Yeah. 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 Which is which is why I love WordPress because it's like it, it's an open source. So it has a massive community of people who are, are working with it and, um, you know, the, the chances of you wanting to do something totally brand new with WordPress is, is pretty slim. Like right. pretty much someone's tried everything before and that's <laughs> really cool. I think that's a, that's a, you know, a really valuable skill to, to learn is to, 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 to seek out people who have done, done things before. Yeah. 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 Work out how, how they did it. Um, will that work in your situation and how can you sort of twist it to, to suit you? Yeah. Um, but the other advantage of, of using those things that are, you know, the household names is that, they all play nice with each other. So mm-hmm. you could have um, things that I think are essential are, you know, Asana and Evernote, but um, I think everybody should have a, a, a Google account, mm-hmm. um, even if you don't use it necessarily for all of your email. And you, and you can add in all your other um, domain email names to point into your Gmail account. Yes. Yeah. And then have, because then it comes with Google Drive and all the um spreadsheets and so on that come with that um and the google calendar and once you've got those then you can access so many other apps like acuity and calendly and things like that because almost all of those calendar-based apps um, and asana as well want a google calendar to talk to to Mm -hmm. to send the information to and from Um, and then you once you've got that sort of a, a system set up with those things then you can start using Zapier or another um, automation tool called If This Then That. Oh, I love and that one. Yeah, little recipes. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Yeah. Um, if the, If This Then That is probably a bit more skewed towards the sort of what you call, sorry for the geeky term, but it's called the Internet of Things. Yes. So yeah. internet fridges and um, a lot of stuff we probably don't have access to here to in Smart Australia. Home. Yes. Yeah. The smart home kind of stuff, yeah. yeah. And we've got the Belkin Wemo type stuff where you can have a little, um, you know, Wi-Fi thinging on your on your PowerPoints and turn things on and off remotely from your from your iPhone, mm-hmm. things like that. You can hook those up with um, with if this then that and your your Gmail and your uh, Google Calendar and everything else in Asana. And um, there, are, people have got all kinds of really quirky. Um, integrations going on to make make your lights in your office flash a certain color when a when a lead comes through that's confirmed if if someone clicks the deposit um fills out the form in in google forms they can then drop that information into a um, spreadsheet that will trigger a new project to be created in asana trigger a whole new notebook at evernote for the customer notes and then make your lights flash blue in your office Um, so like you can do kind of like really cool things yeah, it's like, I mean, some things are a bit frivolous, but it's like it's nice to layer these automations yeah. and then you sort of start getting good value out of them. Yeah, and if it's like if you're already doing that sort of thing and it's just one more check checkbox you have to tick, then why wouldn't you? It's a bit fun and it's, you know, helps you with your celebrations and, and your mindset and that sort of thing. I think that's really cool. It's right. so important to take out time to celebrate stuff. I, don't, I know I'm so bad at that. I don't. <laughs> I'm so bad. <laughs> I, I typically have been as well, and I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get a bit more. I wouldn't say structured about it, but I'm trying to get a bit more. Um, 
I don't know, getting back into that ceremony sort of, of things. So not ha- not waiting for something awesome and big time to happen to celebrate, but just being able to celebrate all the things, like celebrate even tiny little things, having a great conversation with someone or um, having, you know, someone say something on a Facebook group that was, you know, really kind about you or something like that. Like, that's cool. That's great. That's all yeah. stuff in the right direction. And also celebrating your stuff ups as well and being okay with going, oh, well, I'm going to own that. I, that's cool. I, I stuffed up. It was a total epic fail, but that's cool. I'll do it. I'll do it better tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, cool. that you're able to see the lesson in it and then and kind of carry on with a good sense of humor yeah, about yourself. Absolutely. So thank goodness. Very important in online yeah. business. All right. So tell us, um, I'm really interested to know the five big ones that I think you mentioned um, when we've been chatting is Asana, Evernote, Google Calendar, Google Docs and Dropbox. So maybe talk to us about how they can all kind of um, talk to each other beautifully and how you use it and some really cool things that people might not sort of know is um, is a possibility. Okay. Well, gosh, the, the, the big thing that most people sort of get stuck on is do I use Asana or do I use Evernote? Uh, because Evernote, can do, um, you know, you can have to-do list reminders and things in there and, mm-hmm. and you can structure your, your information and break things down in sort of a similar way to what you can do in Asana. So mm-hmm. if you're not familiar with Asana, it's a, it's a I, know, I know you are, but your listeners might not be. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's a, they call it a project management tool, but it really is sort of just a fancy to-do list. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it's not a true project management tool, mm-hmm. not yet anyway. It is, it is moving in that direction and it's really cool and um, they've got some cool new features recently like actually proper support for templates and templates are, oh, gosh, I get a little bit excited about templates. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I used to do um, like Visual Basic programmed templates in word for in legal environments and stuff so you could just have a little bit of a form to pop in your data and then it populates all the stuff in the mm-hmm. in the document for you oh, just um <laughs> it's so exciting when you can make things more efficient instead of sitting there and like having to start from a blank page I think that's crazy right. yeah you do something more than once template it for goodness sake mm-hmm. um, but don't set out to create a template um do you know Make make the thing, and then after you've made that thing the first time, look at it and go, which parts worked, which parts didn't. How would I like to improve this for next time, and then turn that into a template. It's the yeah. best way to do it, I think. Uh, so, and once you've um, got, sorry, sorry to interrupt. For anyone who um, already does use Asana, can you give us a quick like? Is a is a template in Asana um, the same as you would set out a new project and then you save that as a template, or is it a paid? version or how does how does that work what's the difference between doing a template um and just doing a normal project in asana it's um i think it's going to sure sure good question um i i not 100 percent sure at the moment because i've only got it as a beta tester it's not fully oh, okay. deployed okay yet yeah um it seems to be that it's only going to be for premium accounts okay and that would make a lot of sense because it's free for like 30 something users now which is just crazy yeah um so I was always thinking, well, how how are they making any money out of this? If there's no incentive for people to go into premium plans, mm. um, then I mean, obviously, unless you're a large organisation, yeah, um, then where where are they? How are they incentivizing it? Um, and this then came through um, 
which is a, a genius idea because I think most people, if you've been using templates, is you create a project and then just call it template and then just duplicate that. Right. Um, yeah. This way, I, from what I understand, is that it makes it more available for sharing amongst your your work group. Mm-hmm. So it makes that easier. Um, and okay. there's, sorry, there's a plane going over my house. I hope <laughs> that doesn't pick up on the mic. Um, That's cool. It sounds like it's yeah. gone now at this end. <laughs> Has it, okay, no, it's just right overhead now, but it totally breaks my concentration. <laughs> um, the, okay, the, the thing you used to have, to, if you wanted to share templates between accounts, previously you'd have to do it via um, a, like a marketplace for templates called Templana. Mm-hmm. And you could put them up there and sell them for, most people were selling them for just a few bucks. Um, and I had this idea that you could sort of, um, a lot of people within courses, what they really want is they want the process. They're, they're joining an online program to get the process. They want to know the steps, the actions to take, mm-hmm. um, the checklists, the, you know, they, they want a project plan basically done for them. And this is what we were sort of chatting about the other day that um, you could deliver the course content as an Asana project. Mm-hmm. Uh, so up until now, you would have had to probably manually, one by one, add the people to add that things. workspace and, yeah. and copy it across. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, and then there was Templana, um, which is sort of was a, a public marketplace and you probably would have had to stick on a really massive price tag on it to make it worth your while. You don't really want to be mm-hmm. selling a whole course for five bucks. Right. Uh, and then Templana announced that they had private um, organizational sort of spaces for sharing templates. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a great solution for that, that you could put it on there and you could just have people could get the link and go down and they could add it to their own workspace. Um, but now Asana seems to have realized that there's a, there's good business there. So they are mm. providing that as a big feature. Okay, um, cool. But in the meantime, if people want to do that, you just set it as, as a project, call it template, and then you yeah. can duplicate it and if you've got more than one uh team down the down the left hand side you can actually drag it into a new team as well so if you've got say for instance i've set up like a content management um template i suppose like a master template and if i want to give that to one of my clients i just drag it into their um team to the the team that i'm in with them and rename it and personalize it a little bit if they've got a slightly different um process and then again duplicate it from there so it's a bit more it's a bit more um manual but it's still it's still doable for people if they still do want to do that yeah if you're doing one-to-one work that's i think that's a great solution there's no point um you know automating things for the sake of it if it if your scale is still quite small yeah um if you were sort of running a program and there was sort of a hundred to a thousand people in there that's going to get old yeah um even the va doing it for you i think they'd probably want to you know, <laughs> say goodbye yeah. after a couple of days of doing that. <laughs> um, so, and this is it's sort of you're looking at things where where it's going to get you ready to scale up um, is where you really want to mm-hmm. start so automating stuff. But yeah, one one to one is totally cool doing it manually. Okay. Um, and once you've got a few, then it, it sort of becomes your business process hub. Yes. So yeah. you could start. Um, start making copies of everything that you, you do. So like you said, your, your content management, like you're, you're, um, you're producing a, um, it's like your workflow for creating yes, a blog post a blog. and how you share it on social media and stuff. That's right. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yep. And you could have one for how you onboard new team members, how you onboard yep. new clients. Yep. Um, 
all these kinds of things. And then that becomes like your hub of your, your business processes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a, a really cool way to do it. You could also do that in Evernote, but I, um, I, the way I recommend using Evernote, it's a bit, a bit different to probably how other people do. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's something where it's actions, um, I think it's best to keep that across to, to Asana. Mm-hmm. Um, it's much easier for delegating and stuff as well. So if you were going to do something like that in Evernote, um, it, it, it's sort of more document approach mm. so that you could have checklists and you could have numbered steps and things in a document. Um, and it's not as, as sort of smooth for delegating and stuff. And That's sort of right. And it, and it takes a lot more um, productivity, I suppose. So if there's two people who, are, who have access to a notebook or a note in Evernote and say if I want to delegate something, they might get notification that I've delegated that note to them but not necessarily an individual task on that note. And then so it's sort of up to that person to come in on a regular basis and check if there's an update. Whereas if I delegate someone... Uh, delegate a, a task to someone in Asana, they get a notification as soon as I put a task with their name against it. So it's not, it's, it takes that kind of um, remembering uh, yeah. work out of it for everyone. Yeah. That's exactly right. Um, and you can even break down subtasks and things within Asana and yeah, have that. those yeah. individually delegated. Yeah. Um, so that, if, if it's something to, for, for doing things, I think Asana is the natural home for it. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas for me, Evernote's fantastic for your reference materials and your notes and getting things out of your head. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you were going to have a reminder attached to a, a piece of information, Evernote, it's best for it to be its own note. Mm-hmm. So rather than thinking of a note as like... Um, a page in a notebook, it's more like it's a post-it note to me. So you write one thing on it and then it becomes its own object that you can manage individually mm-hmm. uh, and put a reminder on that. And like you were saying before, then that, that that's going to sort of overcome that problem that you're describing where um, people aren't sort of drilling down to seeing how many different tasks there are inside that note and not yeah. seeing it being updated. So right. that's why yeah. I sort of have to see it with that, that frame of mind. Yeah, so it's more of a, um, a repository for information rather than a something that drives action. That's right. It's literally like however, a notebook. Yeah, however, like, you can flag things in and, and you can put follow-ups and reminders on those notes, mm. which is totally cool, and there will be situations where you will want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where a tool like Zapier or if this, then that comes in Mm. and you can create a recipe that if you tag a note with a a certain tag um, or you add a reminder to it, it will automatically either dump it on your Google calendar if that's how you like to manage your your to-dos and you can have all your Asana ones get sent through there as well. Really? You can have have a new note in Evernote within a particular notebook or with a particular tag, create a new task in Asana within a particular project. <laughs> yeah. And there's a two-way relationship there where if you like to have an, a notebook to keep your client information and your, your uh, details of your phone calls and things like that, mm-hmm. then you can have, um, say they've come through your, your intake process, you've, you've created a project in Asana for the actual flow of what, to do the actions 
that will then trigger the creation of a new notebook in Evernote with however you've named it um, for you to capture those notes about the person, about the working relationship. That's fantastic. So I think that's a really big question. It's something I get asked all the time is about CRM and what people should be using as a CRM. And I personally have yet to come across a good CRM for small business. I think most of them are either, um, excuse me, most of them are either aimed at uh, therapists, like clinical therapy rooms where where they can book and they can also take notes um, and that sort of thing. And that's really cool. But if you're like a coach or a, a web designer or, or something that's, you know, online, there there just doesn't seem to be an easy system that is automated enough and all that sort of thing. So I'm the same. I sort of tend to set up like um, an Excel spreadsheet and it's got lots of kind of information in there. Um, but then that's almost almost duplicated in places like MailChimp. And then I've got my client notes that I use in Evernote. So I've kind of using three platforms to, to sort of store that, but it's all very manual at the moment. So I think in that sense, if you could automate a system where you can have their booking, their information, you know, how they came to you, um, like how they found you, what was their first, um, uh, package, what, like what sort of work did you do with them first? What did you do with them next? Are you still working with them? All of that sort of thing. And where are the notes that you might've taken or any, um, uh, deliverables that you've given them that sort of thing. Oh, and I also use Dropbox for all that sort of thing. So I wonder if maybe we can explore that just quickly about what yep. sort of system we could ideally set up with that sort of thing. Cause I think that would answer a lot of people's questions. Sure. I think in the situation there that you've described, and it is a very common one, um, I think looking to Google Drive as and Google Sheets as sort of like the what it's what you call an IT world, like the source of truth. Yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. like one place where all the little bits and pieces come together. Okay, um, and if you want to drill down into those pieces individually, then you can click through and go to the other systems, so like Asana or or Evernote um, or to Dropbox. So. Um, sort of circles back to what we're saying what we're saying before that this is why um it's really cool to start planning around um those key five tools because zapier and and if this then that will allow you to create um new lines in a spreadsheet new rows in a spreadsheet with data from your asana task or from your evernote task what? Yeah, like, <laughs> how cool so you could use oh we need um, to spend more time together <laughs> Yeah, this I am um, working on on like how to turn that into like a database proper mm. um, for capturing all these different types of records because my um, my great secret love behind all this tech stuff is databases. Yes. Like organizing information in a way that it's retrievable. Um, yeah. my, the, the big thing I always had with any tech stuff is okay, it's it's great that you can put something in, but how do you then get the information back right. out later when yep. you need it? Yeah. And that then determines the way that it goes in. So that's, mm. that's the sort of lens I look at all of these tools through. It's like, how can you actually retrieve the information later? It's great that you can put the stuff in there quite easily, but what do you do with the information? Are you just capturing it for the sake of it? Or is it actually going to be something useful that you can leverage to, to really deliver excellent high quality services mm. to your customers your clients and how can you leverage it to make good business decisions on, oh. on where to 
focus your your efforts and and focus your investment. So you're totally speaking my language. I have um, a massive pet hate, as you probably know, about waste and wasting time and effort. And one of those things I remember from corporate days and from when I worked in retail was that there was always this like set of reports that you had to run every Monday morning. But you would run them, yeah. you would take them to the meeting, you would tell people the two or three bits of information, then you had to file it, file it, so that seven years' time you could throw it out. That's all it was yeah. done. Like it didn't inform any decisions. It sat there and gathered dust. It was the most ridiculous. And and then we'd say, oh, we need, we you know, get on top of people to say you've got to put your timesheets in or you've got to do this. And then no one would actually... Like it didn't inform any decisions. It didn't actually do anything except for say, yep, you were here for 38 hours plus, so we'll pay you for this week. Um, it didn't actually inform um, like how many hours we were spending on each project or how many hours, how inefficient, any inefficiencies. It was just put your hours in so I can run this report on Monday and bring it to the meeting on Monday afternoon and then put it in a vault. Like nothing, it yeah. was such a pet hate. It was such a waste of time and money and paper and energy and stress over ah I've got to do these bloody reports that didn't inform so yeah my big thing is I think the same as you said it has to inform a decision everything that you do um, when it's a reporting and a reviewing and a database and an information-based kind of activity it has to be so that it can improve something or or um, you know it's good to know things obviously but if it's not informing a decision or um, uh, continuing on a path that's working or something like that stop doing it don't bother doing it. So I think, yeah, the database thing is totally relevant to that. And yeah, there you go. There's my little rant <laughs> about that. It's funny because a lot of us come from corporate worlds. And yeah. then when we start running our own business, we sort of think we've got to replicate the same ways of doing things. Right. Yeah. And then you realize, like, what was the freaking point of all that stuff that we did? Like you said, yeah. why did we do those reports? They just became stuff in filing cabinets. And yeah, it's, it seems all very futile and then you sort of want to go and cry and like, oh, my God, my 10-year career was really ineffective. Right. But, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, it's like what difference was I making by doing that job every day? It's just, it's just busy work and it's part of that old paradigm. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. People need to be seen visibly to be being active and busy so that yeah. they feel like they're, they're earning their wage and it's just mental. I don't have that sort of mentality. Like I, I'm fair, it's for a, our work week. Just find yeah. the things that are effective and actually getting you towards your goal, whether that's money or time or whatever, and just do those things. Don't do all the other stuff. Just don't do it. That's exactly right. <laughs> and, yeah, it's like leadership and making good allocation of resources decisions. Um, and I, I, I went back to uni a few years ago and I did information systems and a big thing we did there was um, business intelligence dashboards. So, mm. I, I, I'm yeah, I shall geek out with you further on that totally. at a later on dashboard in, in, yeah. in respect to the google drive stuff because that's it's on my it's on my radar for as right. a problem to solve. okay cool yeah um, beautiful so in the meantime yeah just know that you can um send information from mailchimp so new subscribers can come into your google sheets um you can have further columns there that don't necessarily get populated by the data coming in from mailchimp mm-hmm. or from your google form um and you can add on to that manually or automatic, automatically from your other systems as well. Mm-hmm. So you can record um, your session dates across that row and you can, you can sort of see all the, the information there. So that's sort of, yeah, still in the sort of spreadsheet mentality mm-hmm. um, and sort of without derailing the conversation far away from <laughs> what we're supposed to be talking about. But 
I did spend a fair bit of time working with SharePoint and intranets and stuff um, uh-huh. in um, in corporate and, and and government stuff. And a lot of the stuff there made me think, let's get everything out of spreadsheets and into these, um, gosh, I wouldn't even know how you describe them now. I'm so far out of the game. Um, <laughs> like more like a database thing and so you can cut and slice the the information mm-hmm. and then pull pull parts of it out so it's like a content reuse of your, your your business data and then display some of that stuff over here on this page that this person needs to only know you know how many widgets you sold this week and this person over here wants a different page they want right. to see slice of that data of like how much um how many hours of staff time is going into sure. yeah each dollar you get back so um mm-hmm. Yeah, so spreadsheets are sort of in. If you talk about like the maturity of your business information management, it's kind of low down there, but um, it's it's essential to start with. It's a good start, yeah. And I think um, you know people. Uh, I I definitely was, and I think a lot of people who are getting into that startup that we also accidentally have that old school mentality of you've got to have lots of money to start because you have to have a finance system and you have to have a CRM and you have to have a marketing system and you have to have all these things which is such a, it just, every time someone says, oh yeah, I really want to start my business, my start a business, but I don't have enough money. I think, no, you're doing it wrong. If you, if you're not, if you're, if you're spending all this money before you've even made money, that doesn't make sense. And there's so many free things out there that you can do and you can kind of bumble your way through to start with, that it doesn't have to be perfect. And you can literally Start making money before you spend money. You don't need to have all the systems perfect, which is why I love what we're talking about today because if you can, um, like I'll give you an example. I think someone asked a few, probably a few months ago, what sort of apps do you use every day? And I listed about 17 or 18 of them. And people were like, wow. And I was like, yeah, it, is, it kind of does sound like a lot, but they um, they were all free oh, except for maybe Dropbox. I think I pay, what, 80 bucks a year or something for Dropbox because that's I don't have any files on my computer because I'm so terrified of losing everything. So everything of mine stored in the cloud, including all my photos and videos and stuff. So I had Dropbox, um, things like Evernote, Asana. Well, I didn't have Asana six months ago because I absolutely hated it. And now I've realized what my error was, my error. And I absolutely love it. But I was using like Trello, um, MailChimp, all those sorts of things that I wasn't paying any money for on Facebook and that sort of thing. And I was making some really great money from from the, the first day pretty much. So, you know, that can then bootstrap. And when I finally go, I, I don't want to do this anymore so someone else can do it for me and I want to outsource things, either the setup or the actual management of it on an ongoing basis, or when I'm maybe ready to go, you know what, MailChimp's not quite cutting it anymore. I'm going to go to ConvertKit or uh, whatever those other ones are, that sort of thing. So I think, you know, a really big message in what we're talking about today is that there are some really easy, effective, um, quick and easy and semi-automated systems that you can put in place um, from the get-go that are free and you can get them set up quite quickly. But also, you don't need to have all of them at the same time. So I'm, um, I'm actually, I've got this um, planner that's coming out at the end of the year and every week you can assign what your... Um, uh, tech thing is to concentrate on that week. So you don't have to go, oh, great, great. Now I've got to go and learn Asana, Evernote, Google Docs, Google, da, 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 all of these ones. You can actually go, okay, this week, all I'm going to focus on is Asana or MailChimp or whatever. And you just sort of blitz through one tool in a week and really kind of get as deep into it as you want to and do a bit of research, ask people about it, maybe get some training on it or watch some YouTube videos and that sort of thing. 
rather than trying to uh, master everything straight away because it's just not what happens, especially when you're new to the online world that, you know, so many different apps and things out there that are all fantastic and we, you know, hear from people like you and we go, oh, cool, I want to go and do that. Like I'm already thinking I'm going to make a list and go and do this, 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 this. But I know it won't happen because there's too much there and I do have shiny object syndrome like most people do. And uh, what I'll end up doing is calling you next week and saying, hey, can you do that stuff we talked about and set up for me, which is totally fine. So, yeah, that's the two messages I think from from today. But anyway, I've completely gone off on another tangent as usual. <laughs> well, if you want to, I want to drop in a really, really short plug for my stuff because I, I do want to yes, go. Uh, there's stuff to talk about, but I just, just while you're on that point, this is why I'm starting the WP Lounge to give uh-huh. people a place to sort of get over the overwhelm. Yeah. But one thing I re- how how I really want to approach it is like every month, let's have a chat about a business problem that you're having, like a process problem, mm-hmm. and let's look at a couple of the top contenders for how to solve that problem. Mm-hmm. And then let's go through the pros and cons and how they're different. And then for each one, if you were going to pick this one as, as your preferred tool, here's how you could implement it into your business. Mm-hmm. And then so as a business owner, you should be really focusing on what to do and, and why you need that. And then the how-to is still going to be covered, but it's like have your VA just like bookmark it and say, look, this is what I want. Can you make this happen for mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. So you don't get bogged down in, in the doing. Like you could just totally. make a quick decision on on reliable information that you know is coming from a place that understands what your your needs are mm-hmm. and yeah. help you get about those good decisions. Yeah. So that's kind of the whole reason for that coming into existence. And that's like my that's taking me away from like one on one client work doing websites and stuff. I, I think it's so important mm. um, to, to be doing that. So. Um, yeah, shameless plug going in there that that, that will exist. By plug the way. So, so it's going to be a, before, a membership or a subscription site or a Facebook group? All of the above. Excellent. Um, okay, I'm, cool. I'm running some foundation memberships, so if you're, you're lucky enough for them to still be hanging around um, right around the time this is released, there's like an annual yeah. one-off totally discounted um, price for it. But then once we launch properly in January and there's like the regular content coming in, then it will be a monthly fee um yeah for, for access to, to all of those things fantastic so, well um, i will definitely be signing yeah. up for that i'm one of those people who used to say oh, i'm a real tech person i'm totally techie and then i started in the online business world and realized that there were people who were actually techie and i was really not so um you know i get by and i'm, I'm pretty good with some things but i've also realized it's probably not completely my zone of genius i like sort of dabbling in a little bit of it but when i talk to people like you i'm like Ugh. Yeah, I'm I'm not techie. I just know that is not my thing. So thank God for the Jasmine Andrews of the world. And <laughs> I'm so looking forward to seeing what you create with the WPLounge.com. I'm super excited to see how that goes and, and what happens with that. And definitely we'll be staying in touch. And I just want to go off and kind of geek out on some, um, what are they called? Google Sheets now. So Google Sheets for the inspiration. Before you go, though. No worries. Can we? I know we sort of promised talking about some um, home life stuff as well, and we haven't oh, yes. actually covered that. So yes, so let's quickly do that for a couple of minutes. A, a little, yeah, a little bit to, to cover there. Um, so obviously, there's focusing on Asana and Evernote, right? Mm-hmm. So still looking at the Asana as a place to put things to do, and Evernote mm-hmm. as a place for things to remember. Um, you can 
pop in all your you know your receipts and tax things in there and, and use tagging to to its best ah. advantage right? tag stuff of saying tax 2017 or, or whatever and then you can pull everything out again when you need it rather than just like Evernote and I'm totally guilty of this, but Evernote can be like a bit of a place where information goes to die. Yeah. In quiet yep. dark corners. Like it, it, and you I put think, stuff in there. Um, I think with Evernote, you are, like I often will um, take photos of a couple of pages of client notes and upload them to their file. And then I run out of my upload limit for the month. I'm on the free Evernote. So just so you know as well, that's probably the other thing that if you can put it into Asana and it doesn't, there's no limit to the uploads, then that's probably the better way to do it than chucking it into Asana, um, into Evernote as well. Exactly right. Um, or you can um, pop things into a Google Drive or something else and you can add a link to those other locations in the notes in Evernote as well. So it doesn't have to like physically reside within Evernote if you don't want it to be in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and same goes for Asana. You can have, um, and there's, there's a much tighter integration now between Google Drive as a storage um, and Evernote as the, the front end for sort of for um, structuring right. and finding okay. things. Mm-hmm. Um, so other things, obviously, like having a notebook for for, you, for each of your kids and having an, um, recording significant events and um, appointments and medical mm-hmm. records and things like this. And Evernote's really awesome because it's super secure. Like it's got higher security on it than a lot of the other platforms do. Okay. So I I trust that sort of data into there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really awesome. Um, and like travel research and stuff, like where you're going on holidays and things yep. like that. I'm wearing yep. my stuff for that. And fitness um, plans and all of your personal goals and reward setting and all that sort of thing. I really like for that too. Well, yeah. I probably should have been nagging for five years. I'm the kind of person that says like if you set a task, it, it, it gets set once. There's mm-hmm. no need to kind of constantly remind that person because they are an adult. Unless you're talking to a three-year-old and you have right. to remind them every 30 seconds until it's done. Yep. But adults, you should just be able to park something and it gets done. So the, right. using these systems helps. It's not a magic bullet. It doesn't make things happen. You still have to actually take the action. You yeah. still need to go in and check your Asana. You need to integrate it like, oh, Taco app. Have you seen that one for no. Chrome? Okay, tacoapp.com I think it is. Um, and it's a little Chrome extension. So Chrome is a, a, another browser if you're sort of stuck in Safari land. Um, then it will pull through whatever data is in whichever accounts you sync with it. And it can be Evernote, it can be Asana, it can be Google Calendar, it can be Google Mail. So you have a single dashboard, not dashboard really, like it's just a big consolidated to-do list, but everything that comes in on those systems all comes in on this one view mm-hmm. and you can mark it off as done from there. So every time you open a new browser tab, it will display this list and you can choose by dragging across to the larger pane area which are your areas of deeper focus at the moment, which are the things you need to get done today or this week. Right. Um, awesome. So it's in your face every five yeah, minutes. Cool. Really? So that's that's the big thing. Yeah. Like systems are great, but use your systems to get things done. Don't just have it for the sake Don't of it. Don't just put stuff in there and walk away and <clears throat> spend two hours on Facebook. Yeah. I never <laughs> do that. Never. It doesn't happen. Not something I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, Jasmine. Thank you so much. You go in there and it's like, let me shut down Facebook so I can get something done. I know. I have and to then you realise you open it five minutes later because that's where you work. That's where your work is, yeah, that's right. <laughs> all the emails, all the messages you have to send and all the marketing you have to do, yeah, I hear you. I actually have started putting a timer on like um, 
timer, whatever, I just put it in timer 30 minutes and then it starts it in the background. So I've got like a little alarm that tells me when I have to stop doing whatever it is that I'm doing and try and get a bit more structured about that sort of thing. So awesome. I need that. <sighs> anyway, thank you so much, Jasmine. That has been absolutely awesome and it has completely blown my mind and I just know that I completely need you in my life to sort out all of my systems and get things happening a little bit more beautifully and smoothly and I can't wait to see what we come up with. I can't wait to see the membership site. It's all going to be gorgeous and I really appreciate you coming on to tell us all about the beautiful possibilities, some of the possibilities um, that we can kind of make things a bit easier for ourselves in our business and in our home life with Asana and Evernote and some Google stuff. So thank you for coming on. I will talk to you really soon. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. Bye. See ya.